G'day, Nick. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm in Canberra now. It, uh, the weather looks okay. It's a bit breezy. I can't wait to see whether Trent Bolt swings that new white ball up against Alex Harles. It'd be worth the price of fishing alone, that one. Absolutely. First things first, mate. Why Canberra? Yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question. The Thunder play a selection of their home games in Canberra as well as Western Sydney, so, so that would be the reason why. It's unusual to kick off the tournament here, but it's a fantastic ground, and they get about 12,000 in when it's full, so hopefully they get a good turnout tonight. It's not quite school holidays here, but, yeah, because the Thunder use this as a, as a second home ground per se, that's why we're kicking it off here. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, the Big Bash, of course, came along, what was it, back in 2011, so what we've, we've had 11 years or so of it now. Do you sense the same sort of excitement of or level of interest now to, to when it first launched? Or has, has it evolved somewhat? Yeah, it's, it's certainly changed. It started off on Fox originally for a couple of years, and then I was privileged enough to be uh, with it at Channel 10 when it was um, absolutely enormous. And then I think the standard of the coverage has continued to uh, improve. Obviously, there's been issues getting the, the players with the number of games involved, but it's always... Um, captures Australia's attention when the first couple of games roll out. So they've, they've got some really good international players this year. So last year and, and the year before, it was really hit hard by COVID, as so many sports around the world were. And, you know, I, I did a game with the Melbourne Stars where they only had five of their players to pick from and they had to bring blokes in off the bench. So well, I think it'll be back to its best this year for sure. And as mentioned in the intro, you've lured a, a smattering of our best uh, across the ditch this year. We've got Trent Bolt was probably the biggest name of the lot involved tonight. Uh, you mentioned there seeing him swing the white ball under the lights in Canberra. I mean, is he the black cap you're most looking forward to seeing in this competition? Yeah, I, I really like to see how Martin Guptill goes. Obviously, the Renegades have struggled in the past, and, and Guptill's superstar. Munro's a bums on seats man. You know, he's done it time and time again here in the Big Bash. But but I think Bolt's the one because um, we get a first look at him in the BBL, and he, you know he's been such a wonderful not only cricketer but uh, representative of your country for so many years. Um, and I've had the pleasure of dealing with him here for a few tears. Uh, tours and he's just a delight to deal with so he'll be the one that I'm looking forward to in action absolutely but if Guptill gets going he's uh, he's an absolute superstar so yeah, and the Grandom as you say and Nisham can hit a massive ball so it's great to have uh, some Kiwis involved Absolutely and, and of the lot uh, Howie which, which have the best chance of, of going deep in the tournament and I think you mentioned before that the Renegades have been well, wooden spooners the last two or three years Guptill might be their saving grace yeah, I think Aaron Finch, keep an eye on Finch. I reckon Finch will bat four from what I'm being told. So he won't open the batting. So it might be Guptill and Maddinson at the top. Well, Perth and City are always the two teams to beat. Perth have been hit really hard with the loss of Mitch Marsh through the ankle injury. So he's missing the whole season. But they just have such a deep squad. Then the Sydney Sixers have announced they're going to get Steve Smith to play some games at the back end of the tournament. So they're always the perennial front runners. No, no matter what squad they've got lined up, they're always two excellent teams. And the Sixers have just got a wonderful team of professional cricketers, so they'd be your two starting points. And as you mentioned, I reckon Renegades would hopefully be to get big improvers. But also, the Hobart Hurricanes, uh, who are the team I, I keep an eye on, picked up um, some Pakistani recruits, Shadab Khan and the like, and Ricky Ponting sort of in charge of strategy there, and everything he touches turns to gold. So keep an eye on the Hurricanes, because they've got the likes of Wade and Short and Ellis that are really, really good cricketers that will be around for them all season. They're Australian. 
um, base player. So the Canes, I think, will go pretty well too. Oh, my dad would like to hear that. He lives in Hobart, has done for the last uh, 15, 20 years or so. You mentioned Steve Smith there, and, and David Warner will be involved in the Big Bash as well. I mean, name value alone must be huge for this. How involved will these sort of front-running uh, front Australian players be before a big summer of cricket for them? Yeah, well, Smithy wanted to play last year and, I don't know, there was, there was a few issues and he wasn't able to play with Cricket Australia and the other teams probably not being that happy about it. Um, yeah, they're both bums on seats and I reckon as soon as the Test match finishes, like, Steve wants to play cricket wherever he can. Um, uh, he's obviously got a lot of Test cricket ahead of him. I think David's been on the record saying he's not sure how much Test cricket he's got going forward, but I think he might have signed it three-year deal with the Thunder. I could be wrong there. So, yeah, as soon as the tests finish, these two will be out against each other at some stage, which will be fantastic. And that's what the competition needs. Any of these competition needs the best players playing. So I can't wait to see Smith and Warner in action. I want to touch on another matter briefly before we let you go, mate. Mark Howard, very generous with your time. You're well across all things Australian sport. Big news even on this side of the Tasman with football's A-League uh, selling its grand final hosting rights to Sydney for the next three years. First off, what's the? how does it work with the Big Bash? Is there a similar arrangement at play or is it the more traditional uh, nature in terms of if you earn the right as the top team, you, you host the home final? And, and how big has the noise been the last 24 hours over in Australia in terms of the fan reaction for, for football fans outside of New South Wales? Yeah, it's a great question, Nick. Uh, so the Big Bash goes to the home of the top team. Uh, the best Big Bash game I've ever done was the final here in Canberra when they said Canberra was going to be the final between the Scorchers and the Sixers that came down to the last ball when there could have been a run out and the Scorchers won. But traditionally, uh, in recent times, it goes to the top of the ladder, as most competitions do. Um, we saw a similar thing with the Super League uh, netball that they sold that to Perth. I think sports are facing the uncomfortable reality that, that they need money to continue along. So I don't understand the finances of uh, the A-League and Football Australia anywhere near enough to comment on the finances, but they will have done it, obviously, for, for a monetary situation and a guaranteed paycheck. But it, 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 um, the other side of the equation is there's a lot of unhappy vans. Uh, it be interesting. It's a three-year deal. I'm sure it'll blow over at some stage, but the reaction has been loud and strong from fans of the likes of Melbourne City saying we finish on top why would we have to play potentially Sydney in Sydney but um, I think that's the reality of modern sport that you've got to be able to pay the bills and I think that's probably where um, the A-League's at. Certainly one to follow and I think just from a a rugby union standpoint over here it's probably one we'll watch in the next couple of years Mm -hmm. now that uh, Super Rugby Pacific has been finalised through to 2030. Mark Howard always a pleasure mate enjoy tonight and thanks again for your time. Good on you, Nick. Uh, enjoy the cricket and thanks for having me on your show and stay safe to all your listeners and have a great Christmas. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to the parenting hangover. It's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl and I'm like, oh, boy, girl, snip. You've got a boy. You've got a girl. Get the snip. You're done. You get to figure out what it's like raising a girl. You get to figure out what it's like raising a boy. Save yourself a shit ton of stress and money. You've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clint and Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.